seated. Pastor Kelsey is going to share with us this morning. If you've been reading in your Lent devotional book, if you haven't got one of those, we have one for each family, and I've got we've got some that we can give to you. But today is the first day, and the first scripture is Isaiah 58. And I'd like for us to stand. We're going to read the first 12 verses of Isaiah 58. And it goes along with what Raylan was talking about, about how do we give and in a world where we have to make sure that everybody sees what we're doing, uh, as we head into this 40 days, it's not so much about fasting as it is what God seeks for his people to be. He seeks for us to be a people who are generous and a people who give to others, not to be seen, but because that's what God does. And so we're going to read these 12 verses here, and uh, then we're going to, I'm going to share with you just a minute, and then we're going to, then we're going to leave. Shout it aloud, do not hold back, raise your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their rebellion, and to the house of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out, they seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and they seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet in the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers." Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. This is the kind of fast I have chosen. Only a day for a man to humble himself. It is only for bowing one's head. Is it, is it only for bowing one's head like a reed or for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to God? Is not this the kind of fast? I am looking, I have chosen to loose the chains of, the in, the, of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke and set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like dawn and your healing will quickly appear and your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer and you will cry to he for help and he will say, here I am. If you go away with the yoke of oppression, if you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing of finger and malice talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will raise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in the sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and raise up the age-old foundations. And you will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Let's pray. Father, tonight, as we head into this 40 days, as we decide what we will set aside and uh, what we will fast, Lord, I pray tonight, Lord, that we will fast in a right way that we will not fast for what it gets us, Father, but for what we can do to show others who you are. And so, Father, for the next few moments, just quiet our hearts, help us to see who we are and to see who you are, and help us to act that in a way that would 
glorify you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our first reading in our book as we start out in Lent, it, uh, it has... It, if you ask someone, why do you fast? Uh, most of the time we would say, if I ask you, if I just set you down... And it was just us. We talked about this at uh, the men's prayer breakfast the other morning. And if I ask you, why are you fasting? What are you fasting for? Most of the time, people would answer as something for themselves. I want to know God better. I would like for God to do this for me. And uh, so as we head into this time of fasting, lots of times we fast and we say, look, we're just gonna, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to fast more. I'm going to pray more. As I head into Lent, I'm going to read the Bible more. I'm going to listen to more, listen to God more. I'm going to read the Word more. And all these are good things, but I want us to look at what are my intentions. Are I, am I doing these things for myself? Am I doing these for my behalf? If you read in the reading this, this morning, it uh, said, Are we trying to impress God? I think sometimes we say, if I, if I fast, if I pray more, if I'm quiet, if I listen, then maybe that would impress God. If I fasted enough, then God would be impressed and he would, ask, if I, he would do what I ask him to. And it is, isn't it interesting how easy it is to take something that is about God and yet we turn it around and make it about ourselves. During this time, our attention should be upon Jesus. In the next 40 days, as we head to the cross, our attention should be towards Jesus. We need to remember our sin, his suffering, and our salvation. But it's hard not to think about ourselves, isn't it? In Isaiah 58, we see a people who are doing religious things and expecting God to react to that. And we all do this from time to time. We're all guilty of this. And we think if I pray more, then God will whatever. If I listen more, then God will do whatever. If I read my Bible more, then God will do whatever. If I go to church more, God will then do. If I fast more, then God will whatever you want to put in the blank there. And we believe that if I do this, then God will do, and it all comes down to God will do what I want him to do. We are not the reason that we need to serve God. And sometimes we serve God just for us. We tend to think that we are. We say, I'll serve God so that he will save me from hell. I will serve God so that I get to go to heaven. And people say these kinds of things all the time. I'll serve God so that my life will go better. I'll serve God so that things will go better with my kids and go better with my wife and go better with my family. I will serve God so that I will look good to those around me. I will serve God so that he will do miracles in my life, so that God will bring about healing, and so that God will do things that will be miraculous. And I understand this thinking, because this is how we operate. Things get bad, and we say, well, I need to go to church more. Things get bad in our life and things start falling apart. I need to pray more. I need to read more. I need to read my Bible more. I need to fast more. I need to impress God so that he will fix whatever's going wrong in my life. The first verse of this chapter says, declare 
to my people their rebellion. And God says, this is not what it is to serve me. This is not why you serve me. You do not serve me to get things. You serve me because I'm God. And he says, you need to say this as loud as a trumpet. And I don't know about you, but a trumpet is pretty loud. And God says, this is so important. I want you to know this. You think that you're right, and you think that you're serving me right, but you're completely wrong. You're not getting any of these things right. And it's kind of a big deal to God. And when he says these things, he says, he says these things, he asks them, he says, they, they say, why, the, he says, what you ask, why have we fasted? I wish God here in this scripture would have said, why have you fasted? It's kind of interesting because they come to God and they say, we don't know why we're even fasting because you're not even listening to us. And I really wish that in the scripture, God would say, by the way, why are you fasting? And so tonight, I want to ask you, and, and he goes on to say one more thing. He says, why, they, they say, the, the people say, why, why have we humbled ourselves? And so they're coming to God and they say, why are we fasting? Because you're not listening. And why are we humbling ourselves? Because you're not doing what we ask. And what they're really saying is, why are we praying? Why are we going to church? Why are we doing these things? Because it really doesn't seem like you're listening to me at all. And I wish that God would come back and say, why are you doing these things? Why are you praying? Why are you fasting? Why are you going to church? Because he says to themselves, he says to them, because you're not doing it for the right reason. I want to ask you tonight, as we head into Lent, and we talked about it on Sunday, and many of you have, have been around for a while, and you know Lent, and you have in your mind the thing, or, or whatever it is that you want to fast. I want to ask you tonight, and I'm going to be very serious. Why are you fasting? Is it for something for yourself? Or is it because you are honoring God and you want to get to a place where you are just doing what God wants you to do? Are you doing it to get a prayer answered? Are you doing it to hear from God? Are you doing it so that you might get a miracle? Are you praying that someone would get saved? All these are good things. But God tells Israel, you do not fast to get stuff from me. God says, is this the kind of fast that I want? Doesn't seem like that anything good is coming from it. He says, this, he says, this isn't working. This isn't what I want. The only thing that you're accomplishing is that you're not eating. And that's really what he's saying to him. He said, he says, your, your heart's not right. And you're just missing, you're just missing meals and nothing's happening here. And he goes on in verse six, I mean, verse six, verse six. And he says, this is the kind of fast that I want. And he goes, and, and if, you, if you listen, you'll see this is the things that are on God's heart. He says in verse 6, he says, Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, to break every yoke, is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn. It says, he talks about, he says, this is the fast I want. And you notice that in this fast, it doesn't mention the person who is fasting at all. 
It doesn't say one thing about what that person might get. It's like God is not interested in, in that person, and, and we know that he is, but he's saying, the fast is not about you. The fast is about the things that are near to my heart happening. The people who are hungry being fed. Those who, are, who have injustice in their life. Justice coming in their life. Those who are not clothed being clothed. The fast is not, and lots of times we make the fast about us, but the fast is not about us. The fast is about what does God want to see happen. And he says, I want you to share your food with the hungry. I want you to provide shelter for the poor, clothes for the naked, provide, those, provide for those who are in your own family. It doesn't seem like I'm getting much out of this deal. And this is where the people were talking about. It doesn't mention me actually getting anything. All it does is it costs me. You would think that if I'm fasting that I would get something out of it. But as God goes down through this and tells what it is to fast and what it is to be his person, he says, it costs us. And this is Israel, and and they're saying, why am I doing this? We're not getting anything. And God says, fasting isn't about you getting anything. Fasting is about those around you who are having trouble. And me ministering to them through you. And as God always does, he says, look up, get your eyes off yourself, and look and see what I'm doing around you. As we talk about this tonight, during Lent, we remember our sin. Our sin is what crucified Jesus. Jesus died because of our sin. And as we remember that, we need to remember his suffering And his suffering brought about our salvation. Do you understand that we are saved from eternal hell? Jesus saves us. He not only saves us from the sin that we've committed, but he saves us from continuing to commit sin. And we of all people should be a thankful and grateful person. If someone has been uh, uh, generous to you, it usually makes you want to be generous to someone else. Do you know that because Jesus has saved us, We are above all people, the most blessed people in the world. And when we remember that and when we think like that, then we should start passing that on and we should live that way. And it says here that in order for his things to be done, the things that God says need to be done, he says we, listen to me, we will become poorer so that others can become richer. And I read that and I thought, where have I seen that before? And I got to look in my Bible and I went to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 8 and 9. And Paul's speaking here and he says, I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love. Listen to this. I am testing to see if you are sincere in your love, comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I'm going to compare you to jesus christ that though he was rich he lived in heaven though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor so that through his poverty you might become rich god calls us to become poor so that others can become rich god calls us to fast so that others could eat 
And I got to thinking about this. What does this look like? And I don't know how to make it work in your life, but I, but I did run some numbers on some different things this, this afternoon as I was thinking about this. And I want you to think about if everybody here fasted a meal, and it says to take what, and a fast is, and not only do I eat, but I take what I would have spent on that, and then I give that to someone else, or I take the food that I would have eaten, and I give it to someone else. Let's say there was a hundred of us here tonight. And a hundred of us tomorrow said, I'm not going to eat tomorrow. But I'm going to give what I would have eaten to someone else. How many meals would that be? One meal, 100 people would be at 100 meals. It's not hard math. I didn't want to do any hard math because I'm not very smart. But one meal, 100 persons, 100 people, would be 100 meals. If you, met, if you, met, if you ate three meals a day and had some snacks, that would feed one man for over a month. You see what God says? He says, if you fast correctly, someone will not have to worry about what they eat for one month. And you say, well, how do you make that work out? How how do we do that in everyday life? I don't know what God's going to speak to you during this month, but I want you to take what you fast and figure out how to get it to someone else. You say, Pastor, well, why don't you figure out how to get it to someone else? No, I want you to figure it out. Because God says that we are to be his hands and feet. So if you're, let's say you fast one meal a day or two meals a day or whatever you fast, hold that back. Let's, let's say it was five bucks a meal. So start holding that back. Start saving that back. And start praying that God would show you who do I need to feed. Maybe as you're going through McDonald's, God would say, the guy behind you, that's who you feed. Or maybe you're in the grocery store, and I guarantee you this, if you go to the grocery store, if you go to Walmart, and you pray, God, show me who needs to eat, I guarantee you he would show you somebody. And what would happen if we as a church started fasting like God said, and all of a sudden people's meals start getting paid for throughout town? People start coming up behind people and paying for their groceries and and people are getting fed, or, or maybe you don't buy the outfit that you want to buy, and you take that money instead, and, and you buy clothes for someone that you know needs clothes. If you go to school and you ask a teacher, they'll tell you somebody that needs clothes. And you say, Pastor, how do we do this? I don't know. But start praying and asking God to show you, and I guarantee you he will. We were in uh, prayer time last Tuesday evening, and, and Linda was in there. And she was talking about how she was talking more and more to people about Jesus in her work. And I said, Linda, why do you think that is? And she goes, I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm just looking for it more. And if you start looking, God's going to start showing, doesn't he, Linda? He does. If you start, if you start listening and you start saying, I'm going to fast like this, God. I'm going to start holding back what was going to sustain me and I'm going to give it to somebody else. What would happen in our town? Think about this. One meal, a hundred of us, one meal a day would feed one person for a month. If we all did one meal for 40 days, that would feed 40 people for a month. Do you think that would change someone's life? Do you think someone might say, you know what? 
I don't know what happened to me, but I was at the store the other day and some lunatic came up behind me and bought my groceries and I really needed that. Or I was at McDonald's the other day and, and, and I, my kids were crawling all over me and, and, and that person just said, hey, I'm going to pay for that. Or someone's at Walmart and they, and, they, and they are buying clothes or whatever and someone just steps in and say, look, I just want to do this for you. Now, I want you to be careful and do like what Ray Lynn was talking about. Don't let everybody know about it. Don't get your phone out and go, look, I'm paying for this guy's clothes. No, don't do that. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. But I guarantee you that if just the churches in Marshfield, not just our church, but the churches in Marshfield start fasting like what God's talking about here, there would be a rumble through the town. What happened? What happened? I remember that one year uh, during Lent when, when people were buying groceries for people and people were buying clothes for people and, and people would walk up to me at the restaurant and pay for my lunch for no reason whatsoever just because they said God told them to. Or people paid my electric bill or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't care. I don't know what this looks like in your house. I'm trying to figure out what it's going to look like in my house. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to start listening and I'm going to start looking. And I want to start seeing people with God's eyes. And you could do this at school. You guys have lunch and stuff like that. And I think you pay for that stuff. Maybe if you steal it, we've got time for you to come down here and pray right now. But I think you pay for that stuff, don't you? What if you knew, some, what if you knew somebody at school and you said, Today, I'm not going to eat, but I'm going to make sure this kid does. What if everybody in your youth group did that? Don't tell everybody, don't put it on Facebook, but just say, I know a kid that needs something and I'm going to help him today. I tell you what, God would start to work. There would start to be a rumble in your school. God wants to do that. And he says, this is what a fast really looks like. And I think as we would be moving into Easter I mean, into Resurrection Sunday, after we had 40 days of this in our community, I think there would be a buzz about who Jesus is. And I think we would see more who Jesus was. And we would forget less about what can God do for me. And we would start thinking more about what can I do for God? What can I do for God to to work through me? If we're going to allow God to get and work through us, I have to be poorer so that someone else can be richer. And we don't like that. Let's just be honest. If someone says, hey, would anybody like to be poorer? Nobody ever raises their hand. Oh, pick me, pick me. I would love to be poorer. That's what we're called to. That's the life we're called to. That's what Christianity is. Everybody makes it out to be something else, but Jesus says this is what it is. Jesus was the richest there was. He was the Son of God. And he came and became poor so that we could know who he was. So that we could be brought back into a right relationship with him. And he calls his followers to become poor so that others become richer. He calls us to become poor so that others can see him. And as we head here into Lent, as we head here 
into Resurrection Sunday, these next 40 days, we need to remember that it is our sin that caused Jesus to suffer. It is his suffering that brought us salvation. Tonight, as we think about what we're going to fast and think about what God is calling us to and and what that's going to look like, the first day as we head into our fast, as we head into Lent, is a time to remember our sin. It's a time just to look inside because as we head into this, we don't want there to be anything between me and God. And I want you to ask yourself tonight, we're going to have a time of response and it's going to be very personal. It's just between you and God. I want you to ask yourself tonight, is there something right now between me and God Is there something that's keeping me from what God would want me to do over these next 40 days? Is there something in my life that I'm not proud of? I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. You don't have to tell anyone what it is. But is there something that is keeping me from being the Christian that God would have me to be? Is there a sin? Is there a habit? Is there an attitude that is keeping me from that? And you know what that is. Is there something coming between you and God? We're going to invite you tonight. We're getting ready. I want you guys to come up. They're going to sing here in just a minute. If there is, if there's something that's coming between you and God, if there's something that's going to keep you from hearing what he wants to say to you over these next 40 days, outside there's a little fire pit out there. And as you go through those doors over there where the donuts usually are, there's some paper and pen. I'd like for you to just by yourself and don't show anybody else what it is. It's nobody's business. It's just between you and God. But there's sometimes there's something about writing something down and seeing it. I want you to write that thing down, that thing that you would really love for God to take away from you, that you would really like to have removed that is between you and God, a habit, an attitude, a sin or something like that. And I'd like for you to take and write that on that piece of paper. Don't let anybody see it. And just go out there to the fire pit and just throw it in the fire and then just say, God, take this. Take this tonight. I want to be done with this. And then come back in and sit down. Or maybe tonight you would uh, like to just, there's something in your life and you say, Pastor, I, I don't know of anything that's between me and God, but, but there's something in my life and I'd like to, uh, there's, a, there's something going on in my life. There's a, there's a problem in my life. There's an illness or whatever it is. And Pastor, I'd just like, I'd just like to be prayed for tonight. Me and Pastor Kelsey will be down here in the front, and we're going to be anointing, and, and we're just going to have a time of anointing. If you'd like for us to lay our hands on you and anoint you and pray for you, we're going to do that. While we're doing that, these guys are going to be up here singing. If you want to just stand where you are and, and worship, you're welcome to do that. We're just going to have a time where we have a time of response. You can respond outside. Once you go outside, come back in. Once we get done anointing, anointing, then we're going to give you your ashes and and we're going to leave. But tonight we just wanted to have a time where we could respond to what the Word says. What does God want to do in this time of fasting in your life? If you listen, He will 